Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Hey, Right Club Nation. It's Alfonso Salemi here. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What is it, do you ask? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums. All the podcast episodes are there. Hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and so much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, Right Club fans. This is Daniel Saint-Jean welcoming you to this special podcast episode. Recently, we had a special national webinar event related to the Canadian federal budget announcements regarding real estate. We brought together some experts to offer their thoughts on what this can mean to you. In this episode, I interview Alfonso Salemi, a co-founder of the Right Club and the current president of the Canadian Association of Rent-Owned Professionals about how the budget affects the rent-owned strategy. Be sure to listen to the other special episodes that are all coming out over the next few weeks. Now, here is my interview with Alfonso Salemi. Alfonso Salemi, we're going to be hearing from you. So Alfonso not only is the founder of the Right Club, but he's also the founder of JAG Properties, who specializes in rent-to-own, and he is the president of the Canadian Association of Rent-to-Own Professionals, called CARAP, and he's the president. So, Mr. President, what do you want to share with us about <laughs> the government actually mentioning the, the word RTO in their budget? I'm guessing that probably most of the people who are in the government don't even know what that means. But anyway, tell us. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Are you a real estate investor or entrepreneur looking to get out there and network with some awesome people? Then the Have Your Cake and Eat It Too is a retreat you won't want to miss. Treat yourself to a three-day retreat focused on your health, wealth, and time for yourself on the site of the new luxury Inspire Beach Resort. This retreat will include live bands, great speakers, yummy food, delicious drinks, fun activities, and lots of time for networking. For more information and to get your ticket, visit www.saralarby.com. And now back to the show. Well, yes, you know what, as uh, and I, I prepared a presentation for tonight to stay on track and on time. Uh, like you mentioned before, uh, Catherine was a TV producer, so we're, we're definitely making sure we're counting the minutes to make sure that we are staying on time. But um, yeah, absolutely. What you know, the federal budget uh, just announced uh, the interpretation when, you know, on the campaign trail, when the federal liberals were mentioning rent to own, I was getting giddy. This is something that's been, you know, uh, in the works and, you know, for, for myself and in my business partner, Adam, with JEG Properties, it's almost, uh, it's coming on eight years that we've been in business, close to nine that we've been operating rent to own. So as Daniel mentioned, I'm currently sitting as the president of the Canadian Association of Rent to Own Professionals. And if you haven't heard of CAROP, I wanted to guys give you a quick background on, on who CAROP is and, and what is CAROP. So uh, the Canadian Association of Rent to Own Professionals is the collective voice of rent to own professionals across Canada who operate ethically and strive to create successful outcomes for their clients 
their investors, and their programs. So the mission is to educate and monitor its members in order to achieve successful outcomes between the rent-owned professionals, the clients, and investors, and accomplish through enforcement and ethical and professional conduct among its members, advocacy on behalf of its clients, professionals, and the industry, development of beneficial relationships with related agencies, mutual exchange of resources and encouragement amongst, amongst members, uh, as well as making available educational programs for professionals and clients. So JAG has been part of CareUp since 2016. And this is a conversation that CareUp has been having long before that, probably since 2009 in its inception, where rent-to-own is a highly unregulated industry. There's mortgage brokers that are licensed, there's realtors that are licensed, uh, you know, accountants and lawyers, uh, but rent-to-own uh, has never been licensed or regulated in any sense. So when the federal budget started talking about a rent-to-own program, obviously a lot of the rent-to-own professionals, care up, everybody that I know in the industry, you know, first of all, I got about, you know, I don't even know, maybe 40, 50, 60 emails of, hey, did you hear about this? Obviously, you know, synonymous with, with rent-to-own myself and JAG properties. But again, it started raising our, our, I guess, our indicators or our red flags of, well, if they're going to be giving a whole bunch of money, how are they going to do it? How are they going to regulate it? What are they going to do? So when they started talking about it on the campaign trail, uh, this is what they, um, I guess, what they had promised. So what did they promise? A re-elected Liberal government will introduce a new rent-to-own program to help make it easier for renters to get on the path towards home ownership while renting. The program will be designed based on these three principles. Number one, the landlord must commit to charging a renter a lower than market rent to help Canadians build up savings for a down payment. Oh, wow. You know, there are the floodgates broke down. All the real estate investors, they all want to charge their clients lower than market rate rents, right? Don't think so, right? That's not a viable solution. Why would more people want to charge lower than market rate to uh, to, to the renters and the programs? Um, but again, that Canadians building up a savings for a down payment, that was something that was key. Um, most people know Daniel's operated a bunch of rent-to-owns, you know, and, and, and we talked about this as an association. That is a key part of actually having a clear exit for our clients to own the home is having that having that down payment savings built up. So let's give them half marks on that. Okay, this is just a promise. But the landlord must commit number two. The landlord must commit to ownership in five-year term or less. I'm okay with that because you know what? Most of our programs are three years. We've had the extensive programs to four. So five years or less, typically we're looking at two, two years as a minimum for most of our programs. So five years or less is really doable, especially as purchase prices have increased, down payments have had to increase along. So it's almost like extending an amortization or a longer period of time for clients to A, save up more down payment, B, fix their credit score so they have more time and more more positive on their credit score. Because if you have you know, 15 years of bad credit, one year is not just gonna do it. Banks, lenders, uh, borrowers, uh, uh, you know, people that are lending money are gonna see that if they're looking at your credit score. So let's give the marks on that. Five years or less, pretty good, okay? And proper safeguards will be in place to protect future homeowner. Okay, well, that's not vague at all. What does that mean, those safeguards? This is right from, like you see the website here right at the bottom of the screen. Um, that's right from the Liberal Platform, a new rent-to-own program. So again, back to the regulation of what does that mean, the proper safeguards. When we want to help Canadians, deserving Canadians, achieve home ownership, it has to be through the channels of qualifying for financing and qualifying for mortgages. So on the campaign trail, they committed to $1 billion in loans and grants to develop and scale up rent-to-own projects with private, you know, for business, profit, non-for-profit, 
and co-op partners. So that's what they committed on the campaign trail. So recently now, when the budget just came out, what did they commit to? What did they put in writing? What did they say that they were going to do? So supporting rent-to-own projects, and again, you can reference this on the budget website, uh, rent-to-own arrangements can help alleviate that barrier from providing more time and support to renters, the path to home ownership, by allowing them to live and grow in their homes. And absolutely, that's what we want. We want more people to own their homes, especially um, when we're helping people to get on that right track, whether it's young professionals, whether it's newcomers into the country. I think they just increased the population numbers. I saw some articles today as well about the population coming in here, Um, but it's allowing them to get on that right path. But the key part is how. It's not just throwing money at them and helping and saying, here you go, here's that money, and then you have to pay it back to us, but it's educating them. So at CareOp and and all the members of CareOp, there is a commitment of having financial guidance, financial follow-up, having uh, credit specialists work with the clients so that they're not left to their own device. That's why they got into that that situation in the first place. So this is the key part here is to help develop and scale up rent-to-own projects across Canada. The budget proposes to provide $200 million in dedicated support under the existing Affordable Housing Innovation Fund. This will include $100 million to support nonprofit co-ops, developers, and rent-to-own companies build new rent-to-own units. So again, very vague in terms of what that means of building rent-to-own units, what a rent-to-own unit is. Uh, there is no clear definition of what that is, but helping support nonprofit that's not in the business that we're in. You know, as real estate investors, we do this for profit, for return. We want to help people. We want to provide safe housing. However, you know, this, this sounds like, you know, they are supporting non-for-profits. But uh, some examples of eligible, eligible projects, which must include safeguards and robust consumer protections, could include the repair and renewal of housing for rent-to-own purposes, innovative financing models, and programming uh, that assist rent-to-own participants in preparing for home ownership. So again, I like what they say here in terms of creating safeguards. Rent-to-own has gotten the reputation in the past because because either investors or individuals, uh, whoever they are, are setting up programs to fail, setting the bar too high, setting exit prices too high, not really looking at the client's best interest of maybe they're looking to sell a home and not actually help a family or, or an individual become a homeowner. So again, I'm all about the safeguards. I'm not necessarily all about government regulation. I like the the standpoint of self-regulation, you know, in terms of uh, the rental and professionals having, uh, you know, care up being at that table and discussing that on what safeguards and what that actually looks like. Uh, I think this is a step in the right direction. It's not necessarily about the money and what it can do or where it's going to support. However, I think it is getting closer to some type of regulation because if I call myself a rent-to-own and Daniel calls himself as rent-to-own and you know five other people call themselves rent-to-own, there should be the same type of rules that apply, right? If I'm a realtor, if I'm a mortgage broker, if I'm a lawyer, there has to be some type of code of conduct, some type of uh, rules that need to be followed. We can all be creative. And I know uh, Daniel remember this. We were at a, uh, a care-op summit. This was, I think, 2018 in Niagara Falls, or maybe when it was 2019, uh, in Niagara Falls. And we said, you know, if we all owned different restaurants, there's, uh, you know, fast food hamburgers, there's Italian, there's Mexican, you know, there's French food, there's all different types of food. Great. You can be creative and have all different sorts of menus, but there are a certain level of standard that the food needs to be cooked and safe for anybody that's going to be eating at those restaurants. So uh, ultimately, I do think this is getting towards do that regulation, some type of overall regulation so that if you are operating in the rent-to-own space, you are doing it for the right reasons and helping people become homeowners. So just towards the end of last year, when you know when the campaign trail 
when, when the, the federal liberals got uh, elected, there was a website and it ran from, I think, uh, I think it was about the end of October, maybe beginning of November for about three to four months where they basically put it out there and said, hey, do you have any ideas on how to do this rent to own? And that, again, maybe sparked some ideas or a light bulb off in my head saying, well, they committed to, like we just saw there, a billion dollars, um, but they don't know what to do or how to distribute or how to spend this money. So through the association, CAROP, along with the Canadian Federation of Apartment Associations, we put together, I think it was a, I think it was a 27 or 28 page proposal to the federal government. Now, the, uh, many of the rent-to-own, individual rent-to-own providers put together their own proposals, but together as a collective, CAROP and uh, the CF. AA, the Canadian Federation of Apartment Association, put together a proposal. So I pulled out some highlights. And again, we I think there was over 22 recommendations or proposals that we gave them. These were the, the highlights that, um, that that I wanted to, to, you know, to bring to the table tonight on how maybe this money can be distributed or be best used. So the government should provide rent-to-own deposit assistance to would-be home buyers who choose rent-to-own. So assist rent-to-own future owners who can provide initial deposit of at least two and a half percent because in all rent-to-own programs, in my opinion, and uh, you know, I don't want to just put this out there, this is my opinion, but the clients should have some type of quote-unquote skin in the game or some deposit if they're coming to the table. So any any client or any you know potential future owner, tenant buyer, so that can provide at least two and a half percent, providing a matching grant of two and a half percent making the total deposit of 5%. Again, that's going to lower monthly payments. That's going to build towards their future down payment. And again, that can be added in at the end when the clients now are paying back or built into the mortgage, almost like a CMHC insurance. So for future, uh, for rent-to-own future owners who can provide an initial deposit greater than 2.5%, match the amount over 2.5% with a loan, making the additional amounts above the 2.5% repayable in the future in line with first-time Home buyer incentive program. So again, matching that and saying, here, this you have well, 200 million that you've committed. Why not put this in the hands of these future home buyers so that it can be future equity when they're building, um, when they're buying their home? The second one that I want to bring light to is acceptance of market value rather than purchase price on the exit. We've seen the purchase prices increase. We've seen commitments that, again, we, we typically use somewhere between four to six percent appreciation when we're selling the home back to the tenant buyer. We've seen 15, 20, 23, 25% increase in purchase prices over the last few years. Why not give that, if we, if that value, why not allow the client that acceptance of that market value rather than the purchase price so that they're qualifying for that higher, that higher value. Accepting the difference between the current market value and the purchase price as a legitimate form of equity or down payment to qualify for the mortgage loan. So in most of the programs that JAG is operating, we want our clients to have at least 10% saved by the end of the program. Now, just imagine well, how much more they would have if they could use that equity in that home that they were able to earn while they were in that rent-to-home program. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Hey, Right Club Nation. I just wanted to take a quick moment here. It is Sarah Larby, and I'm here with Laurel Simmons, and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails, and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online, coast to coast, accessible at any time of day. And you can be in your pajamas like I am right now and you can access our great contents. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have 
webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along and we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely, this is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us, join our online community, register and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah, and all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register, it's free, and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. And now, back to the show. And then finally, allowing the use of RRSPs as a source of initial deposit or down payments as security for loans for initial deposits for down payments intended buyers. As it's currently situated, because the client is not purchasing the home today, they would have to remove their funds from the RSP, give that to the rental home provider and pay their penalties. So if they had 30, 40, $50,000 sitting in an RSP, it'd have to be removed, paying the tax on that and actually having less of a down payment. Why not allow using the RSP in a rental home purchase or rental own purchase so that they can apply and use that the same way that if they were a first time buyer or as a normal buyer buying a home using the RSP. So again, that this is just part of the submission on the proposed federal rental own program put together by CAROP and CFFA, uh, CFAA, I should say. Um, so that just some high level stuff like that. Again, happy to discuss more. I'm so excited that rent to own. I, I've been having actually a shout out to Paul Copcott. Uh, when we first started working with Paul, he told me about Google alerts. So I have about four or five Google alerts that are rent to own, rent to own homes, lease option, rent to buy, that kind of stuff. And it was really dry for a long time on my Google alerts. But over the last year or so, I've been getting inundated with different different things that are coming through about rent to own, about different regulations, about new companies, prop tech companies that are putting together these rental programs. And I'm super excited where this industry is going as again, the home ownership numbers continue to fall. We know it's, it's on us as investors to provide safe housing for people. If we all of a sudden just walked away or turned away or turned our backs and, you know, just left and didn't provide this, where are these people going to go? And for me, and, and, you know, and I'm going to speak for Jack properties is we want to help people own their home so that they can access some equity out of their home and then they can be an investor and provide a better financial future and customize their life while doing it as well too. So thank you for the time. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.